بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد وعن بريده وعن بريده رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كنت نهيتكم عن زياره القبور فزوروها رواه مسلم This chapter which we began yesterday باب استحباب زياره القبور للرجال the chapter which deals with the encouragement or the fact that it is mustahab, it is rewarding to visit the graves for the males amongst you. وَمَا يَقُولُهُ الزَّائِرِ And the one who visits the graveyard, what he should say. With regards to Imam Nawi, rahimahullah, particularly mentioning lid rijal, that it is mustahab, to visit the graves or visit the graveyard for the men amongst you. This masla arises that what is the situation with women visiting the graveyard? Why does Imam Nawi rahimahullah particularly mention Lidrijal? In regards to that, a woman leaving her home, that in itself, without absolute necessity in shariat is a contentious issue. Women are encouraged to remain within the confines of their homes. In fact, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the mafum of the hadith, when it comes to the salah of a woman in the darkest corner of her home, that is the greatest reward which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant her. Obviously, necessity, some need, women are allowed to leave their homes. They, they will have to strictly adhere to the rules and regulations of sharia with regards to the laws of parda, etc. So when it comes to them, going to the graveyard or visiting the graves. With regards to that, we find that many ulama of the opinion that it is not permissible. Those that do grant permissibility with regards to this, there has to be all the sharait, the conditions attached to that have to be fulfilled. There must be no imkan of fitna. There must be absolute The woman has to be such that she will not start crying loudly, not lamenting not breaking other ahkamat of shariat, etc. So we find that that in itself is a lengthy masla. We're not going to go into the details now. For this reason, Imam Nawi rahimullah specifically mentions that it is mustahab and encouraged for the men amongst you to visit the graveyard. The first hadith in this chapter, we began, we gave a little bit of background and introduction as to the prohibition which is mentioned in this hadith in the initial part. Before we come to that, the narrator of the hadith is a sahabi by the name of Buraida bin Hasib bin Harith al-Aslami radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He accepted Islam with around 80 members of his tribe. He participated in the conquest of Khaybar, in the expedition of Hudaybiyah, Bayatul Ridwan, in Fateh Makkah, in the conquest of Makkah. And he also took part or he was part of the army of Usama radiallahu ta'ala anhu, that it was the behest of Rasulullah Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the last stages of his life, prior to his departure from the world, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa said, Anfidu Jaysha Usama, that make sure you, that you people dispatch the army of Usama radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Part of that army of Usama radiallahu ta'ala anhu was the Sahabi Buraida bin Hasib radiallahu ta'ala anhu. 
It's mentioned about him particularly that he would love riding horses for jihad in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And 177 ahadith are narrated by him. Amongst those hadith is this particular hadith where he says that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Kuntu nahaytukum an ziyaratil qubur. I used to prohibit you. I used to prohibit you from visiting the graves. We discussed this in quite some great detail yesterday. The initial prohibition, what was the reason behind it? Particularly that the Sahaba Ikram were new Muslims and their proximity to the period of idol worship, idolatry, etc. was very, very near. So till the Iman had not become strong, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam feared that by encouraging them to visit the graves, this would take them closer towards idol worship, etc. So originally it was prohibited. Because, as we mentioned, because of the reverence of idol worship, etc., veneration of the tombs, excessive lamentation over the deceased, all these things or these aspects lead to prohibition. However, once Iman had become Rasikh, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then in the imperative form, the latter part of the hadith, Fazuruha, I am now commanding you, or I am now encouraging you to visit the graves, or to visit the graveyard. This is a very, very common sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If you read the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, particularly in the Medina period or the latter period of the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, many, many ahadith. Allah's Rasulullah was in Baqi, Jannatul Baqi, the graveyard of Medina Munawara. Times we'll find a sahabi says he was leaning against the wall of Baqi. At times we'll find a sahabi will say that he had just left Baqi or he was entering Baqi. And we find that the graves of the Shuhadai Uhud the martyrs of the expedition of Uhud, Allah's Rasul at times would leave his abode in Medina Munawra or he would leave Masjid Nabi and he would walk and he would go to the graves of the Shuhada of Uhud and he would visit them. We find in the Sahih Hadith of Muslim Sharif, the, in the latter part of Rasulullah, the life of Nabi Pak he took special permission from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to visit the grave of his mother. So we find that this practice of visiting the graveyard or visiting the graves was something that Nabi Pak very often did. And he encouraged his ummah also to do this. However, as we mentioned, the precaution has to be taken. It shouldn't be ifrat and tafreed. Don't fall too short and don't go beyond the boundaries. There are certain etiquette, certain adab of visiting the graveyard that at all times have to be observed. Simplest, easiest, we are doing something that is sunnah. We are doing something that is sunnah. Nabi Salaam encouraged us. So let the entire amal remain within the parameters of sunnah. Do in the graveyard what Rasulullah Salaam did. Don't do less than that and don't do more than that. Don't introduce things in sharia that are not there. What Nabi Pak Salaam did, observe that. There are certain prohibitions that Nabi Pak Salaam mentioned. Example, excessively raising the graves venerating them, raising our voices, sobbing and crying loudly, etc. All these prohibitions are there in Shariat. 
Let it not be that under the guise of doing something that is beneficial, we end up doing something which is contrary to Sharia or breaking the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what is sunnah, carry it out in the sunnah manner. So this is why, my respected brothers, the ahadith that will follow, listen carefully. Listen carefully because in them we find sahaba were narrating exactly what Rasulullah did. So let us stay within that. That is more than sufficient. We don't need to introduce anything extra in Shariat. In fact, that is greatly detrimental. Visiting the graves, going to the graveyard, pondering. This is what Nabi Apaq said, Fazuruha, visit the graves. So this is something greatly important. And we find that Ulama Ikram mentioned there is no fixed time, no specific time that now, particularly on this, on a certain day, like many of us have this habit that only on the day of Eid, some go particularly on the day of Jumu'ah. Whilst there are riwayat, wherein there seem to be an indication of a special uh, encouragement given on a specific day, etc., like the day of Jumu'ah, we find most of these riwayat if you have to strictly look at it from a sanad point of view, from a point of view of chain of narration, they are extremely weak. So because of that, ulama kiram do not regard these fixing a specific time or the day as being sunnah or as being something that is particularly encouraged. Example, the author of Dalilul Falihin, he mentions the riwayat of Abu Nu'aym, but in it there is a narrator who is matruk. Matruk, in other words, it's not something that we would normally encourage. For example, manzara qabra that that person who visits the grave of his parents or any one of both the parents or one of the parents on the day of Jumu'ah will get the reward of Hajj but like I said these riwayat majority of them are not of a level that we can quote them or encourage on the basis of them there is another narration the person who visits the graves of his parents Allah Ta'ala will forgive him and Allah Ta'ala will write down as if he is amongst those who are freed or have received emancipation from the fire of Jahannam. With regards to visiting the graves of one's parents, that obviously on his own is something that is encouraged. And with regards to visiting the grave of one's relatives, that also we can see from the noble practice of Rasulullah Pak Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, visiting the graves of the Shuhadai Uhud, where amongst the Shuhadai Uhud was the family of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Hamza radiallahu ta'ala anhu, etc., and visiting the other graves. But coming back to the point, my respected brothers, this is a very, very effective tool to encourage us towards amal, to remind us of our qabr and akhirat, to cause us to make tawbah, to come out of ghaflat. Whenever we feel that we are leaning too much towards dunya, when the heart is becoming ghafil, then this is a time we should take the trouble Go particularly, like you said, there's no fixed day. You can go in the morning, you can go in the night, you can go at any time, you can go any day of the week. There's no fixed particularly day or a particular time to visit the graveyard. But when we are feeling that, that ghaflat, that negligence, etc. is coming, then as we mentioned, ulama say, they, they go to the graveyard and stand there, look at those graves and then ponder and think to ourselves, Particularly if we know the residence, if it was some relative or some friend of ours, 
It's written in the kitabs. They look at that grave, think of that person. كَانُوا يَأْكُلُونَ وَيَشْرَبُونَ وَيَتَمَتَّعُونَ They would also eat like we eat. They would drink like we would drink. And they were enjoying themselves just like we were enjoying ourselves. Just like we right now enjoy ourselves. Then look at that grave and think of that person and ask ourselves the question, Aina Dahabu, where are they now? What are the challenges that they are facing? What are the marahil, the stages that are in front of them? What exactly is going on in that grave? As we are told in the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that grave is either a garden from the gardens of Jannah or that grave is a pit from the pits of Jahannam. Stand at the grave and like we find incidents in the life of Rasulullah Pak sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That once Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wasallam passed by a grave and then he broke, I'm not going to go into the detail, he broke the, a branch of a, of, a, of a tree and he placed it over that grave and he mentioned that the residents of that grave are undergoing great difficulty. One, because the one person used to carry tails or if I, in, in, in that riwayat, some riwayat Rasulullah sallallahu said that because of not being particular when making istinja, when relieving yourself, not being particular about the droplets of urine that fall on the body, this is a great cause of azab and punishment in the grave. Allah protect us. On the other hand, we find that mention of an incident of a sahabi or where Rasulullah mentioned the person was reading salah in his qabr or enjoying himself in his qabr. Some in ahadith it is mentioned that the grave will squeeze the body of some people so that the ribs from one side go into the ribs of the other side. On the other hand, it is mentioned that the grave will stretch out as far as the eye can see. A window to Jannah will open up. We know the incident of when Rasulullah lowered the body of his beloved daughter Zainab radiallahu anha. Where sahaba say, before he lowered, he was worried. When he came out, he came out smiling and he said, I feared the azab of Qabr for my daughter. So this, to ponder on this, to go to the graveyard, look at those people and think yesterday they were also enjoying themselves. What is the situation today? And we are going to be in the same situation tomorrow. It is inevitable. Yatba'ul mayyata thalatha. Rasulullah said three things follow a mayyat. Three things follow a janaza. Two things return, one thing remains behind. What, what, what follows it? Ahluhu wa maluhu. His family and his wealth will follow him to the graveyard. Worldly possessions, some people, it was a practice of the past, they would actually carry the person's worldly possessions right up to the graveyard. But what happens? Two things are coming back. Your family is going to leave you and come back. And the wealth is going to come back. What will remain? Yabqa. Amaluhu, the actions will remain. So go to the graveyard and ponder about that. That salawat jamaat, that tilawat of Quran, that zikrullah, that staying, staying away from haram. These are the things that are going to give nur and light in that cover. These are the things that are going to remain with me. So the most important thing, this little time that I have left, this little time that I have left in dunya, let me populate it with good amal and deeds. Let me stay away from haram. Let me maximize the potential of my time. So this, visiting the graves and pondering over these things is a very, very efficacious, very, very beneficial tool and instrument for us to bring dindari, taqwa, consciousness and to move away from ghaflat in our lives. Like those topics.